War II, an elite U.S. commando team was placed in cryogenic suspension as an emergency contingency plan. The horrific release of Vanguard on an unsuspecting population prompted their revival. These four MMO experts, modified by super science, have dedicated themselves to providing insightful, humorous commentary in the hopes of preventing future catastrophes of the Vanguard magnitude. If you're playing or making a crappy MMO, and if you can find them on iTunes, you can listen to the M Team. Listen to this, gentlemen. Thank you for downloading episode 138 of Channel Massive. You've got four hosts in this episode. First up, we have Jason. Hello. We have Mark. Hello. I'm Noah. And our special, special guest co-host is Scott. Hello, fellas. Hello. Thank you for joining us tonight, Scott. Pulling yourself away from League of Legends. It was tough. (laughs) Hey, y'all, I mean... You were, we were late to record, and so Mark knew exactly where to come find me. Yeah. <laughs> I was funny. Jason's like, what are you doing? I'm like, it's the only place I know to go. <laughs> and where was I? Oh, right there. <laughs> You're in the middle of making a game. We got was, you just in the nick of time. Yeah, almost almost had a... Almost lost you forever. Podcaster interrupted. <laughs> in this show, we're going to be telling you what we've been playing, and the interesting aspect will be what's not League of Legends that we're playing. That's why Jason's here. And we're <laughs> yeah, also I got to balance out all the League of Legends talk here. <laughs> and we've also we, we've got some really cool little tidbits of MMO news, but most of all, what we're excited about in this episode is a blogosteria. Yes. Oh, it's been a long time. It has been a while. Yes. And this one is worthy. This one is worthy yes. of bringing it back. Blogosteria of epic proportions occurred this week. <laughs> yeah. And Jason did a kick-ass job compiling all the viewpoints. We'll make sure that we post all the links. In fact, I'll probably just do a post tomorrow where I just post them all in all their glory. Because there's surely more to come. Oh, you know. Oh, yeah. There is nothing better than self-righteous, pompous bloggers being... (laughs) (laughs) I agree. I agree. But... That's like special sauce there. That's what fuels our fire. (laughs) Makes me go... (laughs) <laughs> I feast on their tears. Yes, let me taste your tears. But to get to that as soon as possible, we're going to just cut straight into what we're playing. Do that right now. No, what have you been playing? I did that to Jason last time, so who knows? Getting even. <laughs> I downloaded all of the remaining Summer of Arcade titles that I hadn't gotten on Xbox Live Arcade. So that was Hydro Thunder Hurricane. I don't know if that's what that's called. Hydro Thunder Hurricane. Yes. Downloaded that. I downloaded Castlevania Harmony of Despair. I always stumble on that because there was a Game Boy Advance Castlevania game called Harmony of Dissonance, and 
They had to have HD because this is Castlevania HD. Yeah, whatever. So they used the same words. Yeah. So I downloaded that and also Monday Night Combat and Lara Croft Guardian of something. So which ones have you actually purchased or felt compelled to purchase? I almost felt compelled to purchase Hydro Thunder. Which surprised Hurricane. me because I didn't think I was going to download that <laughs> or, or, or like it that much. But it's funny that we liked uh, water racing games like that because just by the nature of the physics, they're hard to steer. Yeah. They are, but they're fu- but it's but fun. it's so over the top with like yeah. just canyons being blown up and jets and helicopters uh-huh. flying over like oh my gosh and then the yeah and then the announcer the commentary yeah. in the background yeah it was one of my all time favorite games to play multiplayer at the arcade you know yeah. some arcades yeah. had like four of them stacked up and there's totally some really good level it. designs yeah. it's it's impressive and th- so I almost thought about that one and the, other, the only other one that I thought about getting was Lara Croft. Guardian of Light or whatever. Yes. It's really, really good. And I I kept expecting, I guess one mistake I had was that I thought the Indian native jungle person, I don't know what he is. Did they ever say what his ethnicity is? Where is, she, is she even in South Africa? Or South America? I don't know where they are exactly. The native. There we go. I thought the native warrior guy was going to play with me all the time, even with AI, but he doesn't. No. If you're if you're single player, that's just it. And it's right now it's just local multiplayer, which really blows. They need to. Well, they are patching in a um, live online uh, multiplayer online multiplayer next month. Oh, cool! So I'm I'm really looking forward to that because it's that will great just make game. the game even more popular than it already is. It's just, it's so damn fucking fun. And I'll talk about it a little more. Yeah. It, no, I, for, for me, it's been so long since I've been interested even remotely in a Lara Croft game, a Tomb Raider game. And I think part of the reason why I like this one so much is because it doesn't follow the standard format. It's got a top-down Diablo-style structure. And shooting is really fun because you hold down, I think, the left trigger. Yeah, you hold down. When, well, you actually, you, it's just the stick. It's the oh, that's right. Right you analog. Just, the right stick, analog stick you, aims. Yeah, the right analog aims, and then you use the you know, then you the use right the trigger, right trigger to, fire. to fire, and then you switch up your weapons however you want with uh, the D pad, and that that like happens on the fly. Yeah, it's really so cool. it's really fast weapon switching. If you want to switch weapons, you get your well. There's more than four weapons, but. When you set it up, you can just hotkey four weapons to your D-pad, and they switch really fast. And Lara Croft is just so badass. It just feels so much fun to play it, because she's using her grappling hook to grab these gold rings and swing across. And she has unlimited uh, mines, which yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's like sometimes I'm like, just drop a mines after I defeat a bunch of monsters. Just say, so there, that's what you get for attacking me. I'm going to blow up your ancient artifacts. I'll blow this up and blow this up too. What do you think about that? I don't care about your tomb. Yeah, it's pretty cool. No, it's <laughs> but awesome. the level design is really cool too. There's some minimal loading, which kind of is disappointing, but it's not too intrusive. But you can see as you go higher and higher through the tomb, you can see down below mm-hmm. all the places where you're at. And it's just so or cool. Or where you're going to go next. And yeah. Yeah. A lot of fun. Uh, Monday Night Combat Castlevania didn't really grab me. Limbo, I also made sure I finished that. I played through it. My mom got really into that it. That one you actually bought. Yeah, I bought that one. 
And I saw myself like, I need to get through this because I know my mom's going to run into something where she gets stuck. Oh. And I have to help. <laughs> and I wanted support. to get through it because I'd be really proud of her to for to be putting aside Farmville for this long to play Limbo. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom plays Farmville. <laughs> that's like that's gonna be like the new cut down. Yeah. Oh yeah? Well your mom plays Farmville. <laughs> your mom's a crack whore. Well your mom plays Farmville. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, how about you, Mark? Well what, what have you been what playing lately? I've forsaken StarCraft to focus exclusively on League of Legends. I don't know. It's an illness. It's a sickness. <laughs> I, uh, Are you paid by Riot at all? I should be. No kidding. I've spent so much. I might as well have had a subscription to an MMO. I've spent enough money yeah. on it. Yeah. I know. I, it's been pretty But would bad. you get enough joy out of an MMO? Not as much as League of Legends. I don't know. There yeah. you go. There you go. Everyone I talk to that's a former MMO player that plays this says it satisfies an itch that no in MMO retrospect the MMO scratch. never actually scratched. <laughs> so yeah, it's you know what I mean? There's a draw there with with the strategy piece yeah. that is just not I mean, you just don't get it in an MMO. Yeah. Guild Wars kinda had it with the build and swapping out the eight skill sets. Oh yeah, yeah. Just not quite. So, have you, do you have any exciting stories of victory or loss from the last week? I've, I've I have stories of playing with drunk people, which isn't good. <laughs> it wasn't play, me. You want to play with I'll your friends, you and then they start drinking. And well, we did play one night. It was me, you, and Eric and Donovan. Yeah, and Steve. We had a five man because we yeah, played that, three games that night. That went well. You won. Uh. We, we got our we got our rear ends handed to us once, pretty bad. <laughs> then we totally dominated one where we we're like, "That's what it feels like." Um, wow! I've been I've been trying that new champion out, Ergot, the, the crazy spider guy. Yeah. He's disgusting, but he's really fun to play. Do you guys feel that the art control. style's slowly taking a turn for the dark? I th- I think they've gotten some new artists in because first of all, the new skins look a lot better. Yeah. Designed a lot better, and just this new spider character looks so out of place with everybody else. He's just really disgusting. Well, He's hey, like, with all this new money that they're rolling in, they they can afford to pay some. Well, it's, it's about time. But their their concept artist makes really cool things, and then they League of Legendsify it, and then it looks really Disney. <laughs> but this new Urgot character does not look Disney like all the other characters do. Yeah, he's no. he's pretty cool. He's hideous. I mean. Actually, He's like blubbering. People are actually repulsed when they see him, which I like that reaction. <laughs> so I like to <laughs> I just come out there waddling with my big gut shaking around, and they're all like, oh. Much like you do here. Well, yeah, just like here. <laughs> um, it's great. It's great fun, and, and he's a cool character. He feels a little overpowered right now, but maybe that's just because nobody that's knows how to deal with him yet. Yeah. Um, I played, I installed uh, City of Heroes because I promised Derek I'd get going rogue. And uh Oh you did gone you really back. get it? Gone you go out and get it. Paragon City. <laughs> no way. Down through the Paragon wow. City where the grass is green and the girls smell fishy. But uh <laughs> anyway, yeah, I've been doing that and uh it's uh I haven't created a character yet. Um I keep starting to create a uh whatever they're called. Whatever these the vigilant the, the neutral guys are. Mm-hmm. You can you can choose any Aren't they Praetorians? Praetorians, yeah. I keep starting to create one, and then I like. That's really what they named the class. Yeah. Well, it's not really a class. No, it's their, 
That's the neutral group. It's a villain, a hero, or... That's like a word you have to look up in a dictionary. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, I just keep starting that process and I get interrupted. So I haven't yet experienced the... Yeah, gamer interrupted. So I, I will, I will get into that more this week. Do, do the graphics? Does it feel as fancy as Champions? So I have about the best video card money can buy, and I cranked it up. As I wanted to crank it up, and it runs actually laggy. It feels slow. Whoa! And it doesn't look any better than oh, did how six it, years ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know that first graphics upgrade. That was it looks, huge. It looks kind of like that. But having but yeah, having like just years. come out of playing um, Champions Online and having played DC Universe, you know, and, and Vindictus and all these other yeah. titles, where I don't, you know, I have it's it's so fast and fluid, and there's no, you know, strain on my processor. I'm like, what is it doing? Is it just preparing me to have three gazillion particles if a fight like that were to ever occur? Oh well, I mean, if you look at the last two. The last two MMOs you played was, I mean, granted, Vindictus and then, what, Age of Conan? Yeah. <laughs> Both of those are very, I mean, the combat in City of Heroes compared to those two would be just night and day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, not digging it, but I'm going to fight through it. See what this is all about. <laughs> You're going to fight through it? Is that, what, Eric is that what we're like calling it, it now? It's a, it's a, what's that? I thought Eric doesn't like it, though. He well, he's complaining about his his video I, card. I think his system's starting to to dial. Uh, mm. So it, it's more of a my I can't play it very well. But. Scott, uh, besides League of Legends, uh, what are you playing lately? Well, let's see. I have because uh, we know you love been, your. I've League actually been playing Clone Wars Adventures with uh, my sister. Ah, the free to play. Uh, the free to play Sony. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, it's using the Free Realms engine. Right. Um, I played a little bit of that at E3. It's, and it's not bad. It's got a, uh, you know, it's got the standard, you know, uh, tower defense game. It's got a, a kind of a on-rail shooter that's real simple but fun. Um, the tower defense game is actually really well done if they just made it a little tougher. But, I mean, if you, I mean, Mark, of course, could probably play it in his sleep with his yeah. tower but it's pretty the, easy. the layout and how it, I liked the mechanics of the game. I mean, I, I thought it actually was pretty promising if they just increased the difficulty of it. That that would be a pretty decent little game. Um, a lot of it is still, you know, it's it's in open beta, but there was a lot, you know, you couldn't, I think what they call their subscription plan, you become a Jedi or something. Isn't that what mm-hmm. it is, Mark? Yeah, um, I don't remember. A lot of that was kind of blocked out because it's still in the open beta, but, um, you know, overall it wasn't bad. It's it's free realms with a Clone War skin on top of it. Um, it's much more lobby mini game than it is open world with areas of mini game. So I mean, you're literally like you know in a tower on Coruscant, mm-hmm. you just run to different rooms. So huh. not bad, not bad. I was surprised that the uh, the free I mean, the free roar engine really really looked well with the Clone Wars stuff on it. it was, I mean, it was... I was pretty impressed. Yeah, it's probably perfect for it, though, if you consider, like, the art style. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it really fit... I mean, I, I was I was surprised it rendered the art style as well as it did. Um, then also, I put in um, probably around 40 hours into the Vindictus beta, so... Wow! I played the crap out of that thing. 
That is 39 hours more than me. Did you like it? Um, I liked the combat. Um, I'm I'm not as up on it after after about the 20 hour mark. It really uh, there's a couple issues that I'm I, I'm wondering if it's because it's an Asian port, but um, you know you, you basically you can't get any um any drops that would be an item you can actually use. Um, everything is built, so you're getting craft components to go and put something together. Um, now that being said, I mean they do have it. It does have the uh, Dungeon Fighter Online feel to it, where basically every level is you know a series of I don't know, templates that's kind of chained together to make a map, and then you know they mix and match those templates for each each quest in whatever zone you happen to be in, like the very first one, you know, you're fighting gnolls and in a in a ruin. And, you know, it really did kind of feel like you were just in different parts of one ruin the first five or six different quests you were going through it. The problem is, to get any decent sets, you have to run them again and again and again to kill the boss at the end to hopefully get a drop to make a piece of equipment. Grind time fun. Well, and the weird thing is, is some of them, you have to kill the, you have to kill the boss in a certain way to get a certain part. So, oh, like, so like if you had to kill like one with, you know, um, one of their mechanics with their, the off weapon, you know, you either had a, which, by the way, was probably one of the coolest features is that they have a chain where you can sling it out and grab a, a boss and pull him down to the ground and hold him down while everybody else wails on it. Pretty slick. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you know, you throw a spear, you kill him that way, you get a, a, a specific piece that would go towards this set. So you're already running multiple times for that. Now, even though they mix and match the tile sets for a um, different quest in a specific area, each quest only has one tile set. So once you run it two or three times, you pretty much got it down. So Scott, as far as like the combat goes, though, is it is it more of just a freeform combat where you're able to, you know? Um, it kind of reminds me of like um, like the very first Mortal Kombat, very simple combo move combat. Okay. Um, but really fun. It's almost that's what makes the grind at least early on palatable. Um, now the problem. The problem with me wasn't going back, and I think they could fix that issue pretty easy. Basically, what you do is when you kill the boss, give each person in the zone an option to pick one item off of the boss. Okay, they're still going to have to run it a few times, but I don't have to run it five times to try to get his earring (laughs) to get this last piece and just hope I get the earring or some idiot kills him the wrong way or something like that. (laughs) Um But the thing that really got under my skin was they gate the content two different ways. Um, One is the monetary way where you have to buy coin with real money to kind of, you basically, you're paying, you know, you're paying the river man to cross the river sticks to to fight in a quest zone. So each time you have to quest, you're going to have to give coin to get there. Now that's not terrible because they say, you know, especially with my play style, I may play a couple hours a night or something like that. Well, you're supposed to get like a set amount per day. So, you know, if you were a, if a casual player, probably would never have to buy those coins. The other problem is 
they gate content a second way. Certain um, quests, you have to have a minimum score of completion on a previous quest. And that's not just run through it five times. It would be each time you go through it, you get a... There are optional things you can do. Run it in under 13 minutes. Um, run it with two people below level five. Or <laughs> run it solo. Or things like that. But each one of those give you, uh, gave you a bonus point scale. And so, like, let's say you had 150 points possible in a quest. Well, you can only do one bonus each run, and a completion may get uh, just a single run through with no bonuses gets you 90 points. Well, if you run it again with no bonuses, you don't get any more points. You have to do basically each bonus to max it out. And some so you have quests, to try to max it out all in one right. run. So you're at the very minimum. Some of them, you have to do two quests that way just to get the story quest to advance. Huh. So, so with both of those like that, I mean, and some of them are really tough. There's, there was one where you had to, you had to go in solo, and I mean, it's basically a grind. You're just going to sit there. It's designed. Um, the other issue I had was you're, you're, you have a four man team maximum. Well, instead of making any of the trash mobs more difficult, they don't. So you burn through those in just a few seconds. But what they do is they make the boss, and all they do is they dump health on him. Yeah. So he has like, like, infinite, get, like five or six life bars to go through, right? Yeah. So, I mean, like, if you go at him solo, you may get two bars on a tough boss. Well, if you go with four guys, you got five bars. He doesn't hit any harder. He doesn't do any more special moves. He just has a ton load of hit points, and you just have to run around and, and basically well on him to get him down. And it just, it really does get boring after a while because there's no variation to that. Wow, that sounds like fun. <laughs> Jason, you want to borrow my account? But now, be, now, with all that being said, the actual combat is probably the most fun combat that I've had in an MMO, especially in a long, long time. I mean, just doing the combos and stuff is mm-hmm. fun enough if you're just playing by yourself just for the fun of it. Cool. Now, when I commit to it, probably not long term. Um, only because of that. After a while, the, I, I wouldn't be able to commit enough time to burn through the gated content to get ahead fast enough to keep my interest. Right. See, I actually did play something else other than League of Legends. Right on. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's good to know. It is. It is a fun game. I mean, I was impressed with the stories. Um, you know. I, it's really odd. The I'm not even sure what the the style is. is is sort of like high Renaissance Norway with an Asian feel. Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, it's like it's very Viking Nordic, but it it's like high Renaissance Nordic. So you've got you know the you know, rapiers and all this kind of stuff when you <laughs> along with the Viking ships and all this. So it, it was it was very. This is, I mean, very different than, you know, a, a standard European setting. Um, but I liked it overall. I mean, I thought the storylines were pretty good. It just Ooh. took me forever to get through the gated content to advance the story, so. No, well, cool. I mean, we um, some kind of then, then legal legend, what to okay. expect. Got a big patch just the other day, so my favorite rock guy, Malphite, got a good boost. So now he's... <laughs> 
I'm even even more badass than I was before with him. That's always awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much with Sivir. Oh. <laughs> I, I played a couple games with Scott and Pokemon, and we played 5v5 because it had been so long, and I was watching yeah. a video of Urgot, and I'm like, wow, 5v5. I remember that map. But ever since I started playing with Donovan and Mark, it's all been 3v3v3v3. 3v3, 3v3. Right. And it's just like, I wonder what it's like to play 5v5. <laughs> and that's that's the mode that can just break you, Jason. It's just like, you play that, and if you don't get over the learning curve, it's like, screw this game. Which yeah. I remember, I had like 10 or 12 losses in a row with Pantheon. I'm like, yeah, you were ready to call You can keep playing, Mark. I took a break for like a month and a half. Yeah. I 3v3 play. is so different, though. I never lost faith. Sivir is believe it or not they say she's an easy character to play she is not an easy character no she's not it's like she doesn't have anything the game has become you know I play enough where I analyze metagame and all this other kind the game has become very spiky in that a lot of characters the flavor of the day is spike characters characters that come in and can do a lot of spike damage they'll you know, the rises, the Annie, you know, somebody, that yeah. team comes in, they throw they throw a, a stun so you can do nothing. Everybody wells on you and they move the next guy. And that right now is the flavor of the week. That's what everybody's doing. Well, Sivir has nothing like that. She's pure support and she has a decent skill shot. That's it. She doesn't really have anything. She has no, besides her spell shield, that's a one-shot deal. But you usually uh, yeah. get chased by three folks. I mean, yeah. <laughs> And so I, I was the only ranged person in this 5v5. It's like, well, you've got a solo in the middle. I'm like, crap, I'm always support with her. I don't go solo. And I was up against <laughs> well, this Annie Biatch, and she had this, like, that one, two, three move, the, like, stun, burn, teddy bear, and I would just be, <laughs> like, wasted instantly. I couldn't even get away until I got the timing of my uh, spell shield down, then I could kind of run away. And so we totally lost, hardcore, but it wasn't all my fault. <laughs> For the record, I think everybody else was like... Yeah, so our bottom lane was pretty bad in that game, too. They, I mean, I think I think between the, between them, they had five or six deaths before, you know, level 12, before mid-game, so... Yeah. yeah they, so we queued up another game, and Scott immediately selects Sivir, and so I asked him, like, what, are you going to school me on how to play Sivir? And he's like, yes. Oh! (laughs) I switched to gear, and and I was fortunately not required to solo at that point. But I told us kind of like I suck against any almost anybody who I play, and he got to go against a Shaco, which is a little bit I think easier to deal with than Annie. Yeah, Uh, and I I did all right. My problem was, you know, I tried to, uh, I got a little too aggressive with her because I was, I was handing Chaco pretty well. Um, he didn't know what to do with some of that stuff, but um, I moved out of my that mid lane too quick and tried to help get other towers down and stuff. I should have just stayed and pushed the middle, but I, uh, you know, I wanted to win. I kept switching back over to see you play in, and I'm like, I want to see moments of brilliance. I'm like, eh. <laughs> I had a couple decent. Um, the- you, you did push him down. You were able to get a tower down, which is cool, but. That's what we so, have. Okay, that's, there's more League of Legends for you. So, yeah, uh, Jason, what have you been playing? Jason has left the room. What? <laughs> <laughs>
you been playing, Jason? I haven't been playing anything. Liar, liar. <laughs> I saw you on League of Legends. No. <laughs> no. Doubt that. Uh, I played uh, Singularity, single player, uh, finished it. Uh, decent game. I liked it a lot better than the last Raven title, uh, which was Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein. Mm. Uh, had a very cool time. No uh, pun intended. Time mechanic. In it. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, whole time travel-esque uh, mechanic to it, which worked very well. Uh, I also played Laura Croft, Guardian of Light, quite a bit. Uh, I, I actually ended up buying it. It's very good. has a Diablo-esque... Uh, Slash platformer slash puzzle hmm. yeah. feel to it, which was mm-hmm. very good, and that's what I did. That's all I got. Well, I'm glad we waited till last. Your lack of League of Legends is disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got nothing on you guys when it comes to that game. <laughs> well, I wonder if it'll someday be that Jason finds a game that he really likes that he plays all the time. Well, I guess that kind of happens with the consoles. Yeah, but like, easy. I was just surprised I put in 40 hours into uh, into Vindictus with yeah. all the Legends Addiction. So. That's a lot. That's an awful lot. Yeah, especially since it didn't sound like you were liking it too much at the beginning. But well, I mean, you know, the the first 20 hours of it were, were fun, and if I, if I wasn't thinking about getting to the next thing, I was enjoying my time there, but I didn't like what I was having to do. Yeah. But I do appreciate you asking me the, the question. Well, but of course. We appreciate You guys can talk about League of Legends some more if you wish. We wanted no. to save the best for last, and I've, that was you, Jason. <laughs> That's right. Well, shall we uh, move on to some MMO news? Yes! actually have MMO news? Like, real MMO news? We bet Well... <laughs> yeah, real MMO, MMO news, that would be kind of like stretching it, I guess, wouldn't yeah. it? Hey, I've already talked about Clone Wars Adventures. That's about as almost MMO as I think I can get. I don't think so, Scott. Because <laughs> <laughs> now we have Hello Kitty online. Oh, I pre-ordered that. Good. Good. <laughs> 60 hours of that. I got the collector's edition. <laughs> did you get the exclusive uh, cute virtual pet? I did. No, I, I got a real stuffed Hello Kitty so I can chain it on my book bag. Awesome. <laughs> the only the article that I pulled for this though was it was probably the best one out of them all because it's just totally. The title is perfect. Satire from Joystick. I have to credit Joystick for this. They say, Hello Kitty Online launches, opens fourth seal of the apocalypse. And they just go on to go off, and they go, And lo, from the throne of four and twenty seats, with four and twenty elders sitting and clothed in white remnants and crowns of gold, lightnings and thunderings and voices proceeded, <laughs> seven lamps of fire burned, and four beings full of eyes appeared in front and behind. <laughs> and the first being was like a frog, and the second being was like a nymph, and the third being had the face of a man, 
and the fourth being was like a yawning penguin. <laughs> and from the mouth of the third being, like a cat, came these words. Hello Kitty Online has officially launched in North America and Europe. <laughs> it's all now. PvP. Let's do it. Oh yes, the last line is really great. Uh, and and I looked and beheld the pale cat and the name of that and the name that sat on her was Hello Kitty and Hell followed with them. <laughs> yes. Oh. yes. I couldn't I you know, I couldn't have said it any better than that, honestly. That's awesome. Uh, women cried, children screamed. In all seriousness, how is that any different than say Maple Story or Pet Pet Park or Neopets or the Cartoon Network game? I mean it's is it like really a bit lamer. You know, the thing is, is that they're going to make millions. I don't know. Pepe is lame. Pretty lame. Well, so what's going on with this Final Fantasy fourteen fatigue system? Does anybody fully well, grasp the? You know, the thing is, is that I, do you remember when Blizzard introduced the? Rested experience yes. idea in World of Warcraft, and how angry and how people, much got. people just freaked out over that whole idea. Yeah, I do remember. Well, this is similar, but way worse. <laughs> in every <laughs> how do you really feel, Jason? It's really bizarre. So, from what I understand, and and, and this is uh, this is like a quote right from them. They said the main concept of find behind. Final Fantasy XIV is allowing those players with little time on their hands to play effectively, and game balance is based off of that. Furthermore, it's being designed to not give those with more time on their hands to play an unfair advantage. Because of that, systems such as Guardian's Favor have been implemented to make leveling in the short term easier than leveling in the long term. Now, what I understand is is that in Final Fantasy XIV, you're able to switch your character class whenever you want. So oh, you just, yeah, like, switch yeah. it up on the fly. Mm-hmm. So you could like, level up as a fighter for a while, and then if you want to, oh, I'm a mage. You know, all of a sudden, something like that. Yeah. Okay? All right, cool. I don't have a problem with that. That sounds kind of cool to me. Um, I don't know how much I'd really want to do that, because I kind of like to focus on... You know, like a task at hand and get really good with a particular style of character. I have certain types of character. You know, I'll, I'll never probably play a healer in my life. You know, just because I don't like playing healer type characters. It's just not... Nor do you like Brass Monkey. I never said that, Mark. And I do like Brass Monkey, the funky <laughs> monkey. I really do. Um, but... That being said, and you know, I don't play healers. I don't normally play support, total support classes. Yeah. You know, some of you might, and that's cool. Eric plays support. I like to play, and I, I really don't play like tanks all that much either. You play rogues and people who shoot. I arrows. play rogues. I like to play rouges, thieves, Hit rouges, thieves. I like to play the the ranged. And pretty you know, boy, DPS kind of guy. Dark I do like that. You know, the big hood is what you're saying. Um, <laughs> warlocks are kind of a support class, sure. I guess you could say. But even then, they could be played like so evenly. 
evilly. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, it's just there's you know everybody has their kind of sure. thing that they like to do. Well, according to this, you're going to be able to play it like for an hour. And then your experience is going to start dropping off. <laughs> so you can play like a fighter for like an hour during the What if the there's day. a boss that takes 10 hours to beat? I don't know. Seven day reset, too. It's like, and it's like on a seven day reset. That's a long cycle. So basically, you can play like one class, one hour per day. And get like the full experience once a week. That. Once a week. Are they so, trying? Are they? Trying? And then like, uh, but what I understand is that it gets even worse. So you could play. I mean, it's not even that. It's it's like okay. So well, say so. I, if I, all I wanted to do was play like a warrior type class, okay, I could play it for the hour. I'd get bonus experience, and then I'd start tapering off and tapering <laughs> off, and eventually you would not gain experience. Playing that warrior at all? Do, do you remember how you know? So here's what you have to do: you have to sell this, and that's what happened with Blizzard because the game hadn't even come out yet when they announced the the you know penalty you'd get, you'd be right. fatigued, right? That's what they called it. Right. Then they were like, you know what? We've thought about it. We've totally gotten rid of that. What we've given you instead is a reward for rest. Right. That's the same thing. They didn't change anything. All they did. Well, was no, actually, they they, they kind of did. No, no, they claimed that they it's did. It's a but, feature, not a flaw. They claimed that <laughs> they claimed the fatigue rate right. was the normal experience gain, but and the, the rest is, of the rate is that was you a still buff. gained experience while you were playing your character. Oh yeah. In this in this scenario, Mark, if you play too long with just your warrior. You will not gain experience at all. See, so they just need to see while. what they need to do is say this in this game you do not gain experience, except yes when you yes. when you're playing with right. a, a boost. Right. I mean, I don't know. It's just it's, I, it's kind of funny though. Anytime it's, you try to mess with character with people's leveling, yeah. You know, if all I want to do is play a warrior, then dang it, I want to play a warrior. If all I, I can believe it actually goes to zero, though. That's it will insane. go to that is that is bit, yeah, it'll go to zero. Far beyond the Blizzard plan for. Well, hey, I'm going to spit out the heresy. The reason why they think they can get away with it is because they think everybody loves Final Fantasy. Hey, let's go Final Fantasy on it. They'll play it. That's what it is. It's that's well, just those days. I I am not yeah. on the Final Fantasy bandwagon. I never have been. Yeah, me neither, Scott. I, I don't. I've never understand the. I never understood the fantasy. I'm not going to say they're not decent games, but I mean, I'll, I'll never, say it. They stink. I've never they're had the draw. They're God. They're so boring and repetitive, and yeah. And people talk them up like they are the best things out there, and I'm just like, really? I don't know. I don't get it. It's scary. So, it's scary um, to think that people would... So I say uh, we don't play it. How about that? There there has been a lot of gnashing of teeth, and hopefully they will come to their senses soon, because I would never play a game like that that would just limit my... It's just more I mean, because I have, like, limited playtime with the games that I play as it is. If I were to give, like, an MMO a shot again, yeah. eventually, Not I wouldn't play one. I wouldn't play one that limited my... Leveling. Let me just say there are many features that that game has that dissuade me from wishing to ever play it, and that's yet another feature. Yes. In my long list of long list features. Of features. So, I guess Channel Mass is going to have to start paying up, huh? You got to pay to blog. 
Oh, that man. the precedent being set here? Well, well that, that, only for Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. Well, but, you know, the scary thing is is that other states and, and cities could adopt such a measure, and this would be just stupid. This is incredibly lame. This is not gaming-related. This is more of a blogging-slash-podcasting community-related topic that we want to get into next so, what has been going on in Philadelphia for the past year that, well, they didn't, that a lot of people didn't even know about? I, I think this was one of those laws that got passed like under the radar, and they just had no idea that this even happened. What happens is bloggers who are trying to be legally responsible, who had little blog blogger.com ads on their sites because the websites that hosted their blogs mandated that, during well, tax like filing AdSense, time, obviously. Mm-hmm. So during tax filing time, they would report the like ten or fifty bucks that they received from there, trying to be responsible, reporting every source of income that they got. Which was their first mistake. Yeah, amen, brother. Hunt and said, "Hey, uh, if you're making money, no matter how small, you need to pay a business pay a fee for you business." You need to be license. a licensed blogger. Yeah, which is a three hundred dollar fee. Business privilege license. Pay a wage tax, business privilege tax, net profits tax. Uh, I'd be like, "Fuck you! Let me let me redo my income tax refund since right. I believe you don't have to actually claim income unless you go over a threshold of like five hundred dollars or something." I'm just gonna have got it. We can incorporate. You can claim a loss for five years in a corporation, and we can get a tax credit for five years. There you Hell go. yeah! There we go. <laughs> there we go, Scott. You're a genius. Hey, I work at the largest accounting firm in the state of Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> he just quotes it like it's nothing. That's great. Awesome. I just love. I'm just gonna read like the first uh, couple paragraphs to give you guys an idea of how screwed up this whole thing is. Uh, for the past three years, Marilyn Bess has operated MS Philly Organic which is a small, low-traffic blog that features occasional posts about green living out of her Manyuk home. I don't know if that's how you pronounce that. I'm sorry if I botched the pronunciation on that. Uh, Between her blog and infrequent contributions to eHow.com over the last few years, she says she made about 50 bucks. Man, she is raking in the cash. She is. To best, her website is a hobby... To the city of Philadelphia, it's a potential moneymaker, <laughs> and the city wants its cut. In May, the city sent Bess a letter demanding that she pay $300, which is the price of a business privilege license. She goes on to say, the real kick in the pants is I don't, e- I don't even have a full-time job, so for the city to tell me to pony up $300 for a business privilege license, pay wage tax, Business privilege tax, next profits, next net profits tax on a handful of money is outrageous. It would be one thing if Bess's website were an actual business, or if the actual money the city wanted didn't outpace her earnings sixfold. The city has its rules. Yes, cash-strapped cities can't very well ignore the potential sources of income, but at the same time, there must be some room for discretion and common sense. No fucking shit. I mean, seriously, what if they, you know, what if Denver decided, well, you guys are running a podcast, 
you know, sorry, but, but UGT in order for you guys to hey, to do Church this, of Channel Massive, we are tax free. That's when we become a pirate podcast. We like only, you can only get our can only get like Seriously, our, our podcast pirate you know, band. We, we, or, we ordain ourselves and we become a religion, and then we we're tax free under you know. Man, there we go. go. See, it's good. And this is why we keep the Church of Channel Massive. And actually, got, Jim, Jim is an ordained minister. Well, so, but see, the thing is, we'd have to bring we'd have to bring Jim back, and he doesn't one, want to come back. Just for so. one, we give him. <laughs> just for one, put up with him. For Damn one. it! And then, and then we like, you know, gracefully show him the door. Although I hear the the path to uh, ordained ministry is pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, if you have twenty bucks and an address. Say, you yes. want to be one, Jason? Praise the Lord. You could just come up with quotes like, you know, Noah four thirteen. Maybe I'll come up with maybe I'll come up with like a religion. It might be good. Might be good. Yeah. Pray at the altar of the Xbox. I think it's good. Can I get an amen from the congregation? Amen. Amen. Q organ. Seriously, that's just it's just ridiculous to think that they would do this. It's amazing. It's like no common sense. It's like, you know. But why would you making a huge amount of money off of it? <laughs> why would you claim that stuff on your income tax? I don't know. You don't have if to. She doesn't ha- if she doesn't have a job, why is she claiming income tax? No, I mean, but I'm serious. It's like fifty bucks. Seriously. But I don't. I think there's a there's a the IRS is not going to quibble with you over fifty fucking bucks. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> yeah. I mean, this ain't even the IRS. They could. They probably just chalked it up as as just plain Jane revenue. It's yeah. Ah, it's unbelievable. Well, in other news, <laughs> looks like League of Legends is leading. Is the Pardon, pardon me while I go to sleep. It, let's just make it short. Um, League of Legends, according to Gamma Sutra, leads finalists for the first annual Game Developers Choice Online Awards. It looks like they've been nominated for everything, pretty much everything, but audio. Best online game. Uh, best audio. Visual, their audio best is online only made. visual arts. Yeah. Their audio is just manageable. It's not great. It's great. Yeah, they're it's, uh, they're up there with the likes of. They weren't nominated for audio. No, I said everything but that. Best online technical. Best live game. Online technical. Best new online game. Well, I mean, they they have, they do manage to keep a lot of gamers going on a uh, you know Commodore sixty four because their server structure is it's just now getting to where it needs to be. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Best community technical. relations nominees are Wizard one hundred and one. Free Realms, Eve, Eve Online. Online, Guild Wars, and World of Warcraft. <laughs> I think some people would argue on the World of yeah, Warcraft. Yeah, no one. kidding. No kidding. <laughs> I didn't notice what's not on there is Heroes of New Earth. Anywhere. Heroes of New Earth was not nominated for any of these? No. Hmm. I'm just, personally, I'm surprised League of Legends They're an was. online game, right? They are. Yeah, they're just like League of Legends. Mm. We can competitive. Only slower. I'm surprised the League of Legends is just for me in the visual arts category. Probably not going to win it. <laughs> if they do, I'll be outraged. <laughs> Star Trek. Yes, that would best be a new online stretch. game, best live game. Yeah, now those I could see having legitimate chance. 
It's pretty fun. And they're going up against the big boys, like World of Warcraft. Interesting that Farmville. For, for best, <laughs> um, one of the nominees for best graphics is Love, which is that one man that is crazy experimental. Cool. Yes. Looks like pastels, kind of. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. Anyway, just interesting. Our our little our little, little game that could little game that could. Hey, look, look at that! We didn't go off on a thirty minute tangent. That's pretty no, impressive. I, it took a lot of willpower. It did. I just tried to keep my mouth closed. <laughs> Uh, what, what else do we have to share? Tell us about the story in Ars Technica, Jason. I don't know which article you're talking about. The dubious value right of now. game length. More in the bottle. Well, this kind of got my brain churning a little bit. Because it, it goes back to your Lara Croft 15 buck gaming experience, right? Well, it does. You know, but the thing is, I don't even know how many minutes. I could put into that game because I just started yeah. playing it. Um, Limbo is a good example. Limbo is a good example. $15 really didn't last all that long, but the quality was just so incredible. Uh, gameplay was, you know, perfect. Simple. Uh, did you feel satisfied, Noah, after you finished Limbo? Did you feel like, well, dang, yeah, I got my $15 worth. It was like, you know, $15, just I a little bit higher. You know, just enough. you're going to go to a movie, right? Yeah. You're going to go to a movie, you're going to pay at least that much with popcorn and yeah. whatever. I think with Limbo, I think it just barely scrapes by the $15. Mm-hmm. I think it could have been $10, frankly. Okay. Uh, but I, I, it's not like I felt ripped off, but I think it just barely fulfills being $15 value. Yeah, but then you have an extreme example, like Kane and Lynch 2, which I hear has four hours worth oh. of single-player campaign <laughs> gameplay, and, and people are just going, really? That's all I get out of this? For 60 bucks. For $60. Four hours of a single-player campaign. Of a sequel that nobody asked for. You know, and then you have people bitching about, you know, StarCraft 2 and what they're doing with StarCraft 2 with the whole, you know, you only get to play the Terrans during the single-player campaign and then they're going to, you know, charge you for every expansion after that to play the Zerg and the Protoss. But it's going to be a really campaigns. different game. That's what they but, said. <laughs> the other day. You know, it's supposedly, you know, going to have just as much gameplay as... You know what you get now, plus all the wonderful multiplayer. Yeah, uh, that you, you get. You get out a of lot it. of for your money's worth. So, money. you know, I, I think it's, you know, the whole, you know, game time and what it's worth thing is kind of yeah. obvious. Bruce, you know me. You know, I'm, I probably wouldn't plan on hell of a lot. I'm in singular multiplayer. I'll like plan on shot one day. I'm not going to. You know, was this was the single player campaign worth sixty dollars? Yeah, you know that's debatable. You know, it's it's totally de- debatable. At least it is for me. Uh, I'll probably get a little bit more bang for my buck if I play a little multiplayer. Here and there, which I plan on doing, but I don't know that I'm going to be spending a ton of time playing that. So, you know, it just kind of depends. I mean, I, I think that 
you know, gamers vote with their dollars. Yeah, true enough. You know, I'm not... And, you know, perfect example, okay, that Castlevania demo that I downloaded for Xbox Live, I didn't care for it. I, I played through... I played through the demo, and I was like, you know what, this... <laughs> I can see spending money on this because I don't think I'd get any gaming enjoyment out of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, other people obviously disagree. And want to play that. It's high rated. It's fairly high rated. It hasn't received. It's higher than like Hydra Thunder. <laughs> well, people don't know what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> No, but see, but that's my point. It's subjective. That, you know, Hy- Hydro Thunder, to me, you know, I, I love playing those kind of, yeah. you know, kart racer, whatever, you know, kind of games. So I'm going to play those kind of games. I like that. And for $15, Hydro Thunder, to me, is worth it. Um, now, Laura Croft, the new Laura Croft game that came out, they probably undersold that dang thing, I think. Yeah, it sounds like that's going to have a lot of replayability. They probably could have sold that thing a little bit uh, Thirty higher. bucks at least. Maybe. I don't know. I, I Right now, I love that game. And, I, and the, just what from what I've seen, the quality is just astounding for, you know, for an Xbox Live Arcade title. It's yeah. amazing to me what they did with that. So, you know, and then you have games like League of Legends. Free to play. Which is free to play. However... They probably could have charged for that motherfucker. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, they did. Right they sold a retail. Yeah. Well, bundle. they sell it in the stores. They don't. They, they did, still but don't they don't technically charge for it in yeah. the star- stores. Even it's just the digital collector's pack is what it is. So it's the game, yeah, it's the CD, with all the credits for the digital collector's pack. And maybe it's some yeah, basically a champion set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is pretty cool. I mean, mm-hmm. but it's still technically free. It's just you know not. Yeah, so I think game length, <laughs> and it's a it's a hell of a deal. Yeah, game length is yeah. kind of in the eye, in the eye of the beholder, but there's also like a certain standard out there as well. Where, yeah, you can't have like a single player campaign that only lasts four hours and expect somebody to pay sixty bucks for it and, and go, be happy about it. Yeah, and be happy about that. It's like no, sorry. Yeah. Although. You know, a game like Red Dead Redemption, you know, $60, <laughs> shit. But if you look at, like, Portal, like, in the orange the orange box... Oh, yeah, that's a steal. That was, yeah, like, quite possibly the steal. best game value of all time. Yeah, like, per minute, box. that thing had more value mm-hmm. than... <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? It's, it's an awesome Yeah, game. I think it's all in the Eye of the Beholder. Yeah, they had it all boils down to it. Thank goodness for demos. Yeah, that really makes all the sure, difference. It, it does make all the difference. But thank goodness that like consoles can now download demos. You don't have to have a a PC a, only a piece of media let you buy at the store. Oh yeah, that's and, true. You know, DLCs DLC exists for consoles instead of having to wait for the game of the year edition. You know, stuff like that. It's, it's yeah. really changed things up. It really has, and you know, and the, you know that that changes the game too, as far as it's. You know, replayability value. Absolutely. You know, you got like games like Dragon Age Origins or mm-hmm. Mass Effect Two that are they're always coming out with new, you know, little campaigns here and there. Yeah, you know, all those games have stuff like that where they'll they'll tag on like additional time to their game. 
much. And whether that, you know, sometimes, yeah, sometimes it's, you know, sometimes it's worth it, sometimes it's not. Yeah, it just depends. Just kind of depends on mm-hmm. the quality of the work going on there. So, what is this? What is this game? Oh my god. Elemental War of Magic. Like, I never even heard of this before, this article on uh, Giant Bomb. You know, I, I mean, no, PC Gamer was the one who kind of started started this whole mess, and then it kind of reverted into hate. <laughs> hate between press and a CEO. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, that, that you know, that'll always get your game selling good. <laughs> Piss off all the game journalists. <laughs> There's so many weird angles you can take this whole story with this game at. The, the, if you're not familiar with it, we'll probably, I'll, well, I'll definitely post a link up along with the show notes whenever we release this damn podcast, because we never know anymore when we're going to release a new podcast. No. But, when we finally do release a podcast... Sometime before November. (laughs) Let me read the chicken bones. (laughs) (laughs) When we finally release a new podcast, we will will definitely add this to the show notes. Stardock, they, you know, they, they champion themselves as being the you know, we're 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 for the we're for the gamer. They even released a gamer's bill of rights, <laughs> if you remember. Oh yeah. You have the right to bug free software. You have the right to you know non intrusive, you know, anti piracy measures. You have the right for all this crap. And we were and everybody was like, Yes, we love you guys, you guys are you guys feel us, man. You guys feel as gamers. But yet, for the past couple of games that these guys have released, they've released pretty damn buggy games, which is kind of... Not the games that they've self-developed versus yes. the ones they've published. Yes. I'm talking like Demigod and this latest one, apparently, Whoa. which is full of... Remember Demigod released? Man, that was... And that, store that, for that game had such book. potential. It looked so cool, like with the oh, the crazy design giant is great golem-like things, and and this game looks awesome too. Yeah, the big yeah. castle monster. Yeah, he was. Yeah, cool. you know, you got like all these castle monsters, and they're it's kind of like plays like a four, you know, a four X uh, strategy uh, kind of title, which is really cool because I loved games like um, you know, XCOM and. You know, those See, what I was when that thing came out, I was hoping for the spiritual successor like Populous or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, they released this game, and it was buggy as hell. And PC Gamer came out with a scathing, scathing review of it. Good. It's I'm good starting. Saying, it didn't they work. Give it a seven. Yeah, it didn't <laughs> work. Bugs. There were bugs all over the place. He couldn't get it to run on any of the machines that he had. Uh, it was just a god awful experience. And he basically told everybody, "Do not buy this game. Stay away. It is bad mojo." Which is what reviews are supposed to do. Right. Basically, he gave us an honest assessment. That's right. That's his job. Well, thank God. 
you know, and then there was like a lot of gnashing of teeth on forums and things like that. And then finally, the, <laughs> the CEO came out. And he came out and he was like, he was like, well, if you don't like, you know, we felt like our game was ready for release, you know, if you don't like it, then don't buy our games. We don't need people like you buying our games. <laughs> Ooh, essentially. Yeah. Is kind of what he, he, he just, and then he, you know, came back and apologized and said, well, I've been sleep deprived and blah, blah, blah. Probably because his team was staying up all night fixing the bugs that probably should have been fixed before they released the game. Yeah, that would have been and, nice. Well, and you've got people on one side saying, well, PC Gamer was irresponsible because they were playing a zero-day day copy of the game, and they weren't. it wasn't an honest... It's the, copy that the, it's the copy that the developer gave them to test, right? Yes, exactly. And review on, probably, That's right? Crap. That's crap. That's a crap. So... I don't understand why people are all defensive about about this. The 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 core the the, the, the lesson here is is that quit releasing fucking buggy ass games. If it's not ready for release, don't release your goddamn fucking game. They keep Period. Doing it. End of story. They keep feeling the pressure and they do it. Nice. And then it tanks. And, and then that's like, all it is. It's just hey, I'm just not glad that they reviewed something badly as opposed to, you know, saying, oh, it's not bad. Well, I give it a seven and it's a Let's, piece of crap. We'll sort it out after launch. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. I think Noah and I launched a website that was buggy as hell once. And <laughs> yeah. That, that didn't go <laughs> any better than these guys. Uh, experience. We weren't working smart enough. Or hard enough. Wait, we were working too hard, but not too smart. Yeah. <laughs> but some mimosas helped us through So it. we were told. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What else do we have? There you go. Last bit is stuff on All Points Bulletin. Now, if Eric were here, we could uh, hear his impressions. But what, did you play it? What the problem case? is, never Dude, released. I played for like two hours. One night, and that was it. Uninstalled? Is it currently? Installed? I didn't even uninstall it. Yeah, it's still on. Un- or did you just still installed? Did you I just throw your hard drive out the window. No, it's just potting <laughs> in some some uh, part portion of my hard drive on oh. my PC right now. It's it's not even really worth mentioning. Uh, yeah, but you know, early, you know, we all know, we, and we talked about this last time where they were having problems and they went into bankruptcy or whatever pre-bankruptcy whatever their version of bankruptcy is over over on the other side of the pond yeah chapter 13 administration administration yes you know the first rule is healthy companies don't release press releases saying they're healthy yeah (laughs) we are perfectly fine you know what honestly (laughs) please do not leave that's the funny thing is that they actually did and they're they're obviously having financial issues, but you know they're trying to, you know, keep everybody positive. Well, well I mean, even if they were financially healthy, putting out a the statement saying you're financially healthy is like a death knell. Then everybody assumes you're. Yeah, well, the, the game is healthy. You know, they they claim they have like over a hundred thousand subscribers. Greater than Tabula Rasa's ever was. Yeah. So, the hell you know, they're they're saying everything's hunky dory. Well, you, uh, of course, 
whenever there's layoffs and things like that, occasionally you're going to have some disgruntled ex-employees shooting off their mouths. Mm -hmm. And so what ended up happening is is that an ex-employee came out and and actually it's his blog uh, the blog of Luke Hollowell he kind of just went off and was pretty blatantly honest about everything that was going on he said for those of us on the inside it's been expected for a while at least since the release of APB but I must say I was shocked at how quickly it went down in the end it felt like we were being let go decently and then boom we're not getting paid anything. Owed last month's wages, our notice periods, redundancy pay, and unused holidays, a substantial amount of money all told. I uh, said that things are even far worse for American employees who moved to Scotland to work there, and now they have no, they have a month to leave the country and they have no financial support. Wow. Yeah. Nice. There had been a mounting discontent internally about the competence of our top management, and what better proof could you need than this? How could they keep operating a company when they couldn't even pay the month's wages? I don't know. Presumably, they continued to think we had a chance somehow, the behavior of a deluded, greedy, addicted gambler. Wow. That's a pretty harsh little statement there. Um, and then his wife. Yeah, comes even worse. And leaves a comment on his blog and uh, targets the founder, Dave Jones, says, uh, Dave Jones and Ian uh, Hetherington have pissed away millions. They're getting away with not paying over 200 employees for the work that they've done and it fiddled their way to being able to buy back Project My World for cheap. Moreover, these very people have enough personal wealth to pay the money owed to these individuals and families whose lives that they have left shattered. Heck, Dave could probably pay them all just by selling one of his beloved cars. So I'm more than a little pissed off. But mothers get like that when their kids are hurting. Goes on, it goes better. on, and it gets even better. Go ahead, Mark, with this last quote. So, Dave Jones, if I end up having to put a bullet in my own horse's head because no wel welfare charity has space for him, I'm going to barter my last positions to have a forklift driver dump his 800-kilogram <laughs> bloody carcass on the top of your favorite car. <laughs> awesome. Now, that's an angry mommy right there. I, yeah. Wow. I would chalk that up to being kind of angry. So, it's another wonderful example of leadership and and, and, what a, and what a great segue into our blogosteria to have. Yes. Yeah, I think because perhaps it's our fault. Yeah. That these it is it is we have are going we were pirating APB apparently. Let me get another beer to help me wash Kill down pain. my guilt. And uh, we'll cover the blog of Steria for tonight. Welcome to Morning Zoo. Just 
podcast is being, being recorded. recorded. <laughs> well, Jason, you want to take us into this blogosteria of epic proportions? I don't know, man. Is it too hey, I, epic? I feel honored to be, this is like old classic Channel Massive, an actual blogosteria. <laughs> an actual blogosteria event has occurred. Yeah. And you were here to witness it. As the inner tubes lit up, ignited, yeah. some would say. It's just horrible. The passion of the blockers. <laughs> so, computer and video games uh, dot com. We're talking to THQ developer of the SmackDown vs. Raw 2011 about their one time code for online play um, and how. Yeah, that works, and and how it might upset buyers who buy the game used. And basically, they said we don't care. And that comes from the creative director for the wrestling games, who is Corey Lesma, who told them that loyal fans who are interested in buying the game firsthand are more important. I don't think we really care about used game buyers. If well, let me re- let me rephrase that. It says I don't think we really care whether used game buyers are upset because new game buyers get everything. So if used game buyers are upset that they don't get the online feature set, I really don't have much sympathy for them. No sons of bitches. That's a little blunt, but we hope that it doesn't disappoint people. We hope people understand that when the game's bought used. We feel cheated. <laughs> I well, I, I did. When I sold my used car, I sent $4,000 to Ford. So mm-hmm. <laughs> That was their share of my used car that I sold. So. He says, I don't think anyone wants that. So in order for us to make strong, high-quality WWE games. We need loyal fans that are interested in purchasing the game. We want to award those fans with additional content. And isn't that an oxymoron? A high quality WWE game? Mm, <laughs> maybe, but that's not the point of this discussion. <laughs> so, you know, that, that, that was the interview, and, and people kind of, you know, people. It wasn't even so much that. It, it kind of was triggered, I think, more by Penny Arcade. Yeah. And the response from Tycho. Yeah. On Penny Arcade. And he goes on to have a different reaction to the fighting words of THQ's Corey Lesma the most. I have a different reaction to a lot of things, probably, but this in particular. The idea that THQ is somehow disrespecting customers, quote-unquote, with this kind of rhetoric, misunderstands the situation as completely as it is possible to do so. In a, liter- in a literal way, when you purchase a game used, you are not a customer of theirs. If I, am purchas- if I am purchasing a game in order to reward the creators and to ensure that more of these ingenious contraptions are produced, I honestly can't figure out how buying a used game was any better than piracy. From the perspective of a developer, they're almost certainly synonymous. So, Tycho from Penny Arcade basically is just 
calling people who buy used games pirates a pirate. And you're no better than... And as a former pirate, I resemble that. I mean, I resemble that. <laughs> well, the problem is, is you're not paying for a user license. You're buying software. Right. And that's... He's mistaken. I'm not paying for a usage fee. I'm not paying an annual fee to use a piece of software. I'm buying a piece of software. Yeah. I own it. And I don't think it comes with a... And some kind of exclusivity agreement that right. says only... The thing is, THQ had a great money-making opportunity here. Fine. Make make your online play element only... Have, you have to have a special code. Well, you know what? What you should do is for 10 bucks, you can buy another code. And that's what they're going to do. That's, that's what, what EA I'm is already planning on doing with... With its online pass. With, um, yeah, the online pass for Madden. Yeah. So if you buy a used copy of Madden, you just pay a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Pay, That's the yeah, way you have do to it. pay some money, and then you're able to play online. That's how Dragon Age was too, wasn't it? With the stone golem, like you got to yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and trust me, you know this whole situation is, you know, developers are already trying to figure out ways to get around well, this. The thing that's ridiculous is. It, <laughs> Video games is like the only commodity where this is ever an issue. If I buy a pair of golf clubs, nobody cares if I go sell those golf clubs to someone. If nobody, you nobody rags on the person that buys the golf clubs from me. But you're taking money out of those golf club makers, man. If you sell them off to somebody else, Let's say you buy a house that's got a, a fairly new furnace or something, and there's a warranty on that furnace. You, you still get the warranty for the furnace if you buy the house. Mm-hmm. It's the equipment that the warranty is for. You know, like Scott said, it's not a support contract. It's me. It's a combination of media and the contents. You ran into this issue when you bought Hellgate, right? Oh yeah, sort of. Because Electronic Arts said you were buying a temporary license. To yeah, it was like I didn't even own it. Like, I could download it three times, and after that, they would view me as, um, uh, you know, not w- w- incompetent, basically. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you exhaust three installs of this product, then, doing then basically wrong. you're doing something nefarious, right? Well, basically, maybe they were, they were just saying the you're they they were and you should be playing our game to begin with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that, was, that goes without saying. <laughs> Um, but all that, all, all the, you know, from what we said of these first two things, these were nothing compared to what ensued. The avalanche of blog posts. When well, it was just, you know, I hate just ragging on one particular blogger over and over and over again, but someone just happens to make themselves a free target. Heartless Gamer? No! No. In fact, Heartless Gamer has kind of been silent. He's been mothballed. Well, <laughs> he, he he still posts every once in a while, but it's never Is anything. Is he right about games anymore? Or yeah, the Green Bay Packers and their chances of success. But it doesn't, you know, it's never anything farm. just provocative. You know, provocative and outright just scathing. You know, nothing nothing that you'd want to... Nothing blogosteria worthy. Let's just say that. Understood. However, one of our favorites... Yes, who? Always comes back <laughs> with 
just harsh, harsh words. I think Mark wants to talk about this particular instance. Basically, it started with a uh, a post on Hardcore Casual by our good friend Sin Kane uh, called The Thieving Family Man and His Needs. <laughs> References the Penny Arcade post, um, Tobalt's post, which was not really... Nah, Tobalt just kind of relayed the information. That's fairly all neutral. Did. Yeah. Um, he comes out with some... He comes up with some pretty harsh things. I, I guess I'll just start out with, uh, with, with the first thing. Um, great post over at Penny Arcade today about used games equal stealing via Tobold. This really stuck a chord with me. As readers here know, one of the things I hate most about this industry is that so many customers reward mediocrity or worse, reward rehashing or worse, and then turn right around and cry about sequels and everything being the same. Or that so many games are released in poor shape. It's not unique to the gaming genre, but it's sickening how so many gaming fans shit on their own lawn with some of their practices. Point blank, if you enjoy a game, you should let the devs and the industry know, and the only way to do this is with money. If you don't send money to the devs, regardless of the reason, your vote becomes an A. If you pass on the game because it looks terrible, you vote nay. He goes on, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and this is... And, and actually, like, some of those points that he makes are... Yeah. Okay. He, he talk with you. Irrational. Yeah. yeah. But that... Well, I mean, his best quote is, if your method of acquiring a game does not include paying the developers, you are a parasite rather than a fan of gaming. Yeah, that's like... Yeah. In the, uh, that's like in the follow-up post that he had, I think. Yeah, you know, I love how he said he goes point blank. If you enjoy a game, you should let developers and the industry know. And the only way you could do that was money, regardless of the reason. Your vote becomes a nay. Da 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 da. He goes, and guess what? If you buy a terrible, awful game, no matter how much you hate it, you voted yes for that game and let the company behind it know that you'd like it more. Okay, again, I mean, right here when he when he says stuff like that, it's like okay. I'm on board with you there. I can to- I totally see what you're what you're getting at. But then the best part is the quote. My opinion is that what you're going to get to? Yeah, but then, but then it goes. Then he totally goes off the deep end. It's like okay, yes, vote with your money. That's that's kind of his main point. Yeah, initially. initially. But then before it goes into it takes madness, a, something arrives. It takes such a terrible turn. Where did this quote come from that he pulled? Do you know? It, I guess he doesn't attribute it to anyone. I think it's something that uh, was like one of the comments off of uh, the PAX website, maybe. Okay. Um, it says, personally, I would be able to support every developer who makes the games that I enjoy. I understand that they're doing this for a living, and I want to help them keep doing what they love, but as an adult with, my fam- with a family, my budget for buying games is limited... I have other responsibilities and they need to come first. If my only chance to enjoy a game is to buy it used, then that's the way it has to be. I'm ha- I am, however, fully on board with buying games via digital stores, so as long as they have a price tag that can fit my budget. What's great that's is that totally, that's a totally well, you read it like totally like blah blah blah, but he's <laughs> like, and they need all caps. Yeah, he, I have other I, responsibilities yeah. and they need to come first. Mm-hmm. If my only chance blah, 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 is to buy used. It with it has to be that way. Yeah, it really comes down to being able to play the maximum amount of games on limited funds. Right. And he tries to do digital downloads. Okay. So then Sin Kane says, <laughs> who wants to respond to that? 
do it, Noah. St. Kane says, Are you kidding me? If your budget is limited, guess what? You limit what games you buy, asshat. <laughs> Fairly sure stealing a game is not how it has to be. That's why people buy a key instead of a Lexus. Not because the key is the car they want, but because, quote-unquote, on a tight budget, they can't get the car they want. I think you and your family will be okay with yet another... I think you and your family will be okay without yet another video game. And if not, guess what? Get a second, third, tenth job to feed your need for a video game. What kind of sick justification for stealing is this? Limited budget, guess what? Apparently it's not a used Kia. No. (laughs) True. (laughs) He says, uh, now you have to make better choices in what you buy and only buy the titles that you most want. Skipping those quick grab purchases of shovelware may have titles. Win-win, buddy. Sickening. Wow. So he, like, totally... You know, it actually, you know, and this is what I love about this, is that it starts out as kind of, you know, yeah, I totally see what you're saying here, you know. You vote with your dollars. Yeah. Vote with your dollars. Yeah, that's that's what uh, capitalism is all about, right? So you vote with your dollars. You have choice. You have choices Mm -hmm. to make. But if you vote with your dollars on a used game, well, then you're just no better than somebody who's stealing it. And if so you take it, yeah, I mean, he takes it. Shovelware, you're also at fault. Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, I totally see what he's saying with the whole, you know, you if you purchase a game that's obviously a piece of dung. Okay. Well, and and you're encouraging, you're encouraging the developers and the publishers to go, oh, people love this shit, so let's deliver more of this out. stuff. So, so un- unfortunately, what happened was. But he kind of went off the deep end. Went off the deep yeah. end. Uh, unfortunately, what happened is a lot of people <laughs> read his blog, and a lot of them read it because he likes to stir things up. Yes. And so a lot of people responded, which fed the, the fire. Fed the beast. So then he came up with a follow-up called Stirring the Den of Thieves. <laughs> it starts out with the obligatory, seems quite a few feathers got ruffled yesterday. <laughs> Funny how quick people jump to defend something when called out, and how far they will go to rationalize their behavior. I'll restate my main point from yesterday right up front so you can read the rest <laughs> of this entry without it, with it firmly in your mind. If your method of acquiring a game does not include paying the developers, you are a parasite rather than a fan of gaming. Okay, so say so, it we all. Yeah, so, <laughs> so say we all. So say we all. So say we all. <laughs> then he, he, goes, he goes on to marginalize the concerns of those who are playing games with a budget and basically implies that we all ought to have plenty of money for our games, and if we don't, then we ought to just take care of our 13 kids. Kind of goes off on another limb. Well, I was impressed. He did have a couple respondents that basically argued. His argument comes down to that software is a unique character, different from all other commodities, period. (laughs) Yeah, but he doesn't ever actually argue that point. He just assumes it. Yeah, well, he says that because video game software is a new type of product in terms of age as compared to automobiles and books and everything else that the whole economy of video games is uh, is being threatened and undermined by used games and could just collapse so books, it's been, books it, are an excellent are an excellent analogy because yes they are you have a publisher who's publishing the book and you have an author who is the own basically would say 
the originator of the intellectual property, which is no different than what software is. You have and the, the book doesn't change. Who, the intellectual, who are the developers, the original uh, intellectual property by the developers, the publisher. It's no different than books. None. And there are a shitload of used books in bookstores stores out there. Well, and the thing is, people realize... It's like there's a shitload of used car. It, the used market does drive new sales to a certain extent. If you go to a used bookstore and you find a book that, hey, it's $2, you pick it up, you really like the author, you are more likely to go buy a new book by that author than you would be if you had never picked up the used book. Really, Scott? I'm a huge fan of the Total War games. I bought Shogun used back when you could get used PC games. I've bought every every one new since then. I wouldn't have. But done why that is that, Scott? Them. Because you actually because love those I games. Like those games, yes. And, and you understand that the, that there's a certain quality behind those games that you're that you're buying, and therefore. You know what you're getting, so you're willing to pay that specific price for that particular game new as opposed to used. Well, and the, the other point of this is this is totally a moot point for PC games. You can't trade in PC games. Yeah, it's um, very infrequent that you see The fact that. of the matter is, is that when you do buy a game used, you are voting with your, with your dollar. You're saying, hey, I'm this game. I don't think I, I really don't think it's worth that sixty dollar price point. A ridiculous that you're price. setting at. Yeah, you know, but I will buy it at forty dollars or twenty dollars or whatever. I think so too. What do you guys think of the situation? I mean, the same argument is if I with me and um, StarCraft Two. I'm not going to play the multiplayer, so I'm not going to. I'm not going to spend the money to buy the single player. I'm going to wait for it to come down in price. That makes me a parasite because I'm not paying the developer full price for their. Yeah, but you know what the thing is is that Scott. What if the developer finally just says, "Okay, we're going to start selling this at forty dollars as opposed to sixty dollars." Well, since they changed their price point. Does that still make you a parasite? No. Then no. when you buy it, you're... Because you're, you're paying them. them. Are you sure? Yeah. Because you is, weren't paying the full price when the game first came out. The point is, the developer's ultimately getting some kind of compensation versus zero compensation. Versus some compilation. But you're buying it through GameStop. What if GameStop runs a sale? Well, here's the thing. The developer is getting some compensation. That's the whole. They got it. They got the compensation when the item was bought. Yeah, and it wasn't bought by us. Yeah. Let, let, now, me, let me just let me let me let me make this clear: is that when you buy a sixty dollars game from GameStop, GameStop isn't paying sixty dollars for that game. No, of course not. No, that's what right? they're there for. They're, right? They're not paying for it. The whole thing is not paying for it. So, or distributor or whatever. Exactly. Value. It's everybody's. So we're talking about what is GameStop and Steam and other distributors paying for that game? Five to ten percent. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what they're maybe. That's the. That's what they're adding on. Right. Five to yeah. 10. Exactly. So, so it's not like we're, you know, we're not 
I mean, and used games, you know, hey, that's how it is in this country. Is that you're able to sell your? I can run a garage and sale. Too, apparently, by law, I can I can run a garage sale and I can resell my baby's crib that mm-hmm. I'm not using anymore for a certain amount of money. I can post it on Craigslist. I say, hey, I've got a quality baby's crib here. You know, I'm not using well, it anymore, but it would be perfect for a family who, you know, it needs a crib. Something that's here's what I want for it. with cribs and books and cars as compared to video games, is that video games pretty much from the beginning have always been $50 max, and they've only increased in price once, basically during the last console generation, whereas books are like 8 10 12 bucks now. And I remember when I was a kid, they were like 3 4 5 bucks. Yeah. Cribs, cars, all those things have greatly increased with inflation, whereas video games have remained pretty much solid. So... And yet their costs of development have also increased. So unless there are exponentially more people paying that standard price that people always pay for video games, companies aren't pulling enough money to pay for the resources to make these games. So they get hurt even more if they don't draw in money from every single consumer one way or the other. But that's their problem. You know what I mean? Like, if they want to figure out how to how to make money on the aftermarket, you know... Do you think it's fair for them to do the $10 charge for online play? Yes. And it's going to happen, you know, and the thing is is that it's going to come even harsher because games like Medal of Honor and and, uh, Call of Duty, those games are going to go subscription. Oh, yeah. Easy. I think... think And that's how they're going to start making their money. The, the the thing is is that are they, are they going to drop the price on the original game which I highly doubt so they're going to be like making money tenfold in the last generation I actually wouldn't buy games at the $50 price point because they dropped in price so quickly mm. regardless of it even getting any use it seemed like console games as long as they weren't made by Nintendo would drop to 40 bucks, 30 bucks if you just were willing to wait three to six months. Yeah. And then you could buy a brand new copy. Which I've done. I've, I've, yeah. There's, there's been a bunch of titles where I was like marginally interested in them, but I knew I wanted them to my like, collection or whatever. Right. Yeah. For when I someday have spare time and, uh, or can take some time away from League of Legends. <laughs> and, uh, and I've, you know, I've gone and gotten like three titles for 60 bucks. And said, "Yeah, you know, I'm not going to get Assassin's Creed, for instance, but I'm going to get all these other these other three titles that are going to be mm-hmm. fine. And you know what? In six months, I'll get Assassin's Creed. I'll get you know a couple other things that I've wanted. Also at the twenty dollar price point, that's fine for me. Mm-hmm. And you know what? There'll be more di- digital downloadable content available by, by the then. time that you're ready by the time to I'm play, ready to yeah. rock. And mm-hmm. you know what? I'll gladly pay for that. So there's ways for them to make money this way." And the thing that I think that the thing that they're missing out on on this is that if they would just release these games at a lower price point and yeah, dump more effort into the yeah, the deep back end DLC is where money can be exactly. Made. Then There's you know what then they would probably have with sales up the twenty dollar game and and blast as many ten dollar downloads as you want. Exactly. That that's where they're getting it. Well, there's there's two things that these dumbass bloggers have got wrong, and and the game companies that expect to somehow, you know, monetize the aftermarket. Right. It's like, for one thing, when somebody 
sells a game, gets rid of their used game, they're not still playing it. There's only one person that can play that game. It's not like it forks and becomes two <laughs> games. It, it doesn't divide like it's not, it's not a yeah, it's not a single cell like division thing. It's transferring from one person to the other. It's just like if you sell your house, the two families don't live in the same house anymore. It's a it's only going to be one person. So it's not pirating. You're not making a copy. You're just transferring ownership of it. So when so so the, they got paid for that one player. And that the other thing is they act like like it's the same as the piracy argument which these guys have touched on in their post when they say you know we've lost potential sales of this game due to the fact that people are buying it used no actually when people look into piracy people that pirate games actually aren't going to buy the game under Never. any circumstances yeah. unless oh, they can't get exactly. through the copy prevention like if they can't make it around the copy prevention and all their friends are playing and they just have to do it then they may actually buy the damn Maybe. game but probably with a stolen credit card or something you know, like that. <laughs> so, what's a criminal which, criminal. which Visa, because of the way Visa works they'll be able to contest it and actually this the, the, the game publisher will never get paid for the game so it's like you know what I'm saying it's just it's a dumb argument to say that well these people would have never bought the game uh, or these people would have definitely bought the game if it weren't for the fact that people could buy it used it's like no people like me and Jason and you Noah I mean and, and you Scott like we'll wait for that game but we wouldn't have bought it new some games just aren't buy it new quality well and the problem is now there I mean this isn't 1984 where you're getting one game every month I mean there's 10 or 12 releases every week multiple platforms multiple genres um you know it's crazy yeah, it's and people like, often ask you know you guys ask me how I'm able to play like all these new games. Yeah, you've like, got right a system. It's because I sell my as soon as I'm done playing a game and I know I'm done with it, I sell it off. Yeah, I sell it off, and yeah, I don't get as much as I you know as the full price for it, but I'm able to turn around and I'm able to take like that money and pay for a new game. If or I'm, a used game. Or a used game. Or or a combination of the two. If I yeah. you know, if I have like enough money um, well, from it's, whatever it's, trade ins or sales that I make. It's a consumer. And the problem pricing. is they're limiting the one place where a used game would help them with a long give the game a long tail. Don't limit give them a very limited game up front, but don't limit the the multiplayer that's what because if you have if if it's a viable multiplayer market you may get people who weren't going to buy the game that buy it because the multiplayer market is so viable and that may be populated with a lot of used gamers oh exactly it's like when world of warcraft used to cost you know 40 50 bucks mm-hmm and now they're giving they're, it away for like candy. Now you can get like all of the media on a on a DVD mm-hmm. at Seven Eleven for two dollars, which basically covers the cost of the box, the the little sleeve, and the, yeah, the manufacturing of it. And it's all about the subscription, right? And it's like, yeah, that, exactly what Scott said. It's all about the multiplayer experience, mm-hmm. especially with that game. But it's like, you know, they get, they they got it. They're like, hey, we need to get as many copies of this out as possible. And trying to like come up with some way to control the the you know the distribution of it by making people pay this huge price up front is retarded. So I don't know. I just I really I think one of the possible ideal scenarios for game publishers would be that the used market just didn't exist at all, and then the economy of pricing, getting back to what Jason would say, 
Jason was saying, would even out because there'd be so many fewer people buying games at any price point that the game prices would have to come down mm-hmm. because there'd be no competition uh, for those retail games. So the only options would be the retail games. There would be a cheaper used option. Nobody would buy games, so the price of the games would drop. But what could potentially happen is... Which this is, which, you know, what would be unfortunate because in order for this to happen, in order for that to happen, no... Uh, the gaming industry would have to crash. Yeah. Hey, it, there'd be a lot of have to, It would have to just like bomb so incredibly big time where nobody was buying games anymore. They were all pirating or or they were just waiting t- for the prices to come down incre- incredibly so. I mean, I saw a well, I, I think I talked to you guys about this, the Toys R Us deal that they had where DJ you could Hero buy for 20 bucks. DJ Hero with the turntable and the game for twenty bucks, which is a big drop of one hundred and fifty. It's ins- that's insanity. I mean, we're not even talking like a year. Yeah, after that game's been out, and it's like dropping that inventory out, man. Yeah, ex- well, that, that's exactly it. That, that's just insane, though. For for the peripheral and the, the software to go for that price, it's unheard of. It's unheard of, but. Retailers are like, get the fu- get this they thing out get of rid of it. Yeah, they don't want it in their warehouses you know? at this point. And, and, and you know, that's really, so. So, is Toys R Us stealing from? No, because they've already developers? bought it. No, it, it, they've already paid their cost. They've already paid their money, so they're getting. So Toys R Us is getting ripped off. It was no longer sustainable because your game sucked so much that there wasn't enough interest in it. They didn't want people didn't want to buy it, so now they have to just get rid of their inventory. What do you guys think of the idea of this ten dollar online pass being the first step towards everything becomes episodic, and you have to pay sixty bucks just for chapter one, well, and you have to download or pay for well, downloads of the chapter. Blizzard, that's what they're aren't they? It 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 all Except depends the on the amount of content getting because if I wait, stuff? it all depends on the amount of content I get for that sixty bucks. Because if, do I get the same content in three months if I wait and pay thirty bucks? Well, the and still be able to get the DLC later. I'll I, wait. Thanks. You wouldn't actually you wouldn't you wouldn't get it with StarCraft two because you have to you actually have to uh, sign into your BattleNet account with your serial number yes. into your account, so that can't be ever sold used. No, nope. that's why there's no PC games. Well, I'm not even saying I'm saying buy it. Oh, and after the price point goes down. Yeah, of course, being a Blizzard game, it's price. Well, point I mean, so that's why if you're, if you're playing on the PC, you're just pirating games anyway. Yeah. Well, once it so, goes all digital, though, this ooh. all goes away. Oh yeah, man. I, you know, I wrote down some thoughts in, on this article, um, uh, so I wouldn't forget them. So I'll read a couple and see if. We should probably read some of the other blogs too that have. Oh yeah, well, but digital, digital distribution always has a way of backing up the media to media. What's that? Digital distribution. You have uh-huh. a way of backing that up to media. If it's a standalone game. Yeah, but you couldn't go and take that copy to GameStop and sell it. No, probably not. <laughs> But you could sell it to somebody else. <laughs> you sell it on the black market, man. Exactly. Well, do you want to do you want to go highlight some of the more um, yeah. interesting responses, and then then I can the blogs. 
Yeah, I'll um, I'll go over some of these. Uh, one of these came from Sip. Sip was like, I think this is silly beyond belief. Really, we shouldn't buy used games on principle. Listen, what you do with your money is your business. Uh, give it to directly to the game company. Buy a used game, whatever. People who are railing against buying used games, have you never purchased a DVD, a used <laughs> car, used books, secondhand clothing, used anything? Do you do drive-by spittings against garage sales? <laughs> do you pick up the Salvation Army? So why the heck is this a big deal? And in our mass consumption culture, isn't the smart thing to do is to buy used and stop buying everything brand new? I don't owe a company allegiance. I look out for my family and our household budget first and foremost. My parents taught me to be frugal when I was growing up, not to refuse to buy used products because it wasn't directly benefiting the company that, that made it. But hey, I guess my mom was just a thief for buying us toys at a garage sale because we couldn't afford to get them off the shelf. Shame on her. And shame on my wife and I, since about 85% of everything we own... We purchased used or secondhand. It's important for you to buy directly from the company and to do so, but don't be telling me how I should be spending my money or trying to levy a guilt trip because I don't see the world as you do. Video games aren't so special that they should be put into a different category than everything else that's in regard. You know what? And the other argument that they're they're too new of a medium mm-hmm. for us to properly understand. Right. Or they've been around. Shit. I mean, we've been buying. That's that's a lot. That's just a that's just a an attempt to sustain his argument that he can't. Do it's it. a weak ass argument since it's 2010 and video game consoles have been selling since the 80s. You know, it's like that's 30 years for us to come to grips with this. Bullshit. Over on dubious quality, I like the the conclusion of this blog saying uh, which read we also know that the robustness of the used game market has to some degree been created by the gaming companies themselves if someone buys a $50 game and finishes the single player campaign in 10 hours or less one or two days in other words they're somehow doing something wrong if they sell the game back to GameStop for 25 or $30 you've got to be kidding me that's why this issue is so difficult to discuss with any clarity of mind. Sure, if you want to, you can call the guy who only buys used games a parasite, but what about the guy who sold his copy to get money to buy another new game? What do you call him? You're stopping that guy, too. No, that's a good point. He's an enabler, man. He's an enabler. Exactly. He's, he's, a, he's a drug dealer. He's the one that tells the alcoholic, hey... You look thirsty. You can have this crack for $10 as opposed to $20. <laughs> it's going to cost you. And over on Game by Night, his the, the blog post there was really haunted by visions of Bobby Kotick, of course. <laughs> and this blogger said, Call us these if you want, but you know what? We're right. It's really that simple. In America, consumers tell businesses how much their product is worth. Exactly. You don't charge $50 for a car wash, and you don't charge 5 bucks for a four-wheeler. GameStop doing well only shows that players aren't satisfied with the big-headed money-grabbing money grabbing a la Bobby Kotick. Damn and the, and the scary thing is, is GameStop is not doing well. <laughs> yeah. They're just trying to stay afloat. But you know what? And they are staying afloat, and the only reason why they're staying afloat is because of their used game business. If it wasn't for their used games, they wouldn't have anything to go on right now. You know, and it's, that's just a fact. Well, it looks like 
based on what you posted. And other companies are unique. following suits as well. Little companies you may have heard of, such as Target, Target. They're all rolling out new used game programs. That is just amazing. I mean, it's just it's hilarious. It's like I loved how these announcements were made as this Blogosteria was yeah. kind of developing. It's hilarious. It's like these developers saying that, and the people that sell the developers' products, right? Starting They're like, home. well, <laughs> it is what it is, bitches. We're going to start <laughs> selling some used games. We yeah. have no other option because nobody's buying a lot of new games right now, and it, it's hard, man. I mean, I love I love to play the latest and greatest new games that come out. Trust me, man. I mean, yeah. I love I love shiny new games. <laughs> I love it. I love. I love it. But Mark, but, you had a good point with OnLive because really you aren't buying the game at OnLive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was one of my thoughts was that's, Mark. That's one of the reasons why I don't Keep buy games on OnLive. Yeah, like what? That's like so disturbing. How bad is OnLive? Because <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure they don't get paid. For the full title, right? They've got some agreement. Yeah, and then they have those play passes on some of those yeah. games, which are like a five ninety nine for a three day. And you know what? And if you if you really concentrated hard, like say on a game like uh, Batman Arkham Asylum. Oh yeah, absolutely. Six bucks for you a three day play pass for Batman to Arkham yeah, Asylum. You knock it out. You're Finish right. it right yeah. then and there. Finish it. You'd be done with it. I paid six bucks to play Batman Arkham Asylum, while the rest of you paid sixty. Same as renting the game too, sucker. Well, yeah, like GameFly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, what about all these companies who rent games? They're not pirates. They're worse. They're distributing pirated yep. software. They should be destroyed. According to all the critics that of of you know used games, yeah, game yeah game places like uh, GameFly and. On live, yeah, all those guys—they're like the worst, pure evil. Because you're only paying a little bit of money. So, what other stuff do you have written down, Mark? Um, this which is, is summary, a bunch of bull. My summary statement, which is these bloggers are fucking idiots. Cease and Kane, <laughs> with way too much disposable income. Um, then I have, uh, if you sell the game that you're not playing it to, to uh, I'm sorry. If you sell the game, then you're not playing it anymore. Do people understand this concept? And that was, goes back to my whole... Like, it's one not disc, a copy. One disc, yes. Yeah, it's, it's a <laughs> transfer of ownership. Um, DLC, online play, digital distribution, all weapons for poor little abused game publishers to wield in an effort to save themselves from the horrors of used game sales. Duh. Like, embrace that shit. You know? Look what it's done for... I think you could pretty much say that Fallout 3... Is 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 like shielded from the whatever this perceived effect is, right? Because of the great digital um, downloadable content. I mean, I think so many people that get that game are made aware of it. Same mm-hmm. with you could say the same th- same thing for Dragon Age, right? I mean, you're totally made aware that there's this extra content that you should be downloading, and and that uh, that would allow them to make up for that, you know. That perceived loss, which sure, I, still I, I think companies are starting to become, you know, they're 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 going to have to become smarter. They need to be savvy about how they it's changed distribute their games and how they price their games. 
you know, we, we, you know, we always talk, we're always talking about the free to play MMO games that are, that are coming out and, and what well, they're, and one thing is if, if the distributors, I mean, if the game developers wanted more money, just about every game developer's website has their games for sale on the site. Yeah. You know what? Sell them you yourself. Directly from the game developer? Well, mm-hmm. think out there for $10 less. I think I've shared with you guys that, it doesn't apply to console games, but but I don't play them very often. But for myself, I've switched to digital download only for PC games because I got tired of having boxes of crap all around that I never use except for when I install it. Right? I don't yeah. see any boxes of crap in this room that we're recording in. Just not at all. Age of Conan, Hyperion Adventures, Warhammer Online, and Star <laughs> Trek Online. But aside from that, and QuickBooks Pro. I've been pretty much downloading everything, just doing digital downloads. I use Steam as my number one preferred thing. For Blizzard, obviously, they have their own. It is handy to have the media when your PC dies. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. But then, in a way, it's like, really, with Steam, like all the games I have on there, I can just line them all up to to download, go to bed, and it's a lot more convenient for me than swapping discs out and waiting for stuff. And it patches it fully to the latest version, gets it all set up for Mm -hmm. me, and it's ready to play when I'm ready to play it, you know? So, I mean, I, I'm saying that I don't believe that this is a bad thing, but in practice, I actually am... I can't resell any of those, you know? I can't. Well, I guess I could sell my entire Steam subscription. Right. Not that I would part with it. I'm very <laughs> enamored with it. And then, like, you know, I mean, I think... I, I, you know, I think one, one of the things is, is that it's... Once you get rid of the physical media, a lot of this is going to go away. Exactly. You know, and the consoles with all these games we talked about tonight, like the Summer of Games and stuff like that. You didn't go buy those. Nope. I mean, out of store. We downloaded a demo, and then we decided, well, okay, this game is, yeah, I want to play more of this game, so I'm I'm going to purchase it. Mm -hmm. It's a lot like an iPhone. When, you know, and Fable... Fable 2 was like one of the first to do this on Xbox uh, where they said okay we're going to release the whole game but it's going to be in little chunks and if you want to play the next part you're going to pay some money Yeah. if you want want the next part you're going to pay a little more money or if you just want to do the whole thing all at once you're going to pay this amount of money and that's how I, I really think that's how these developers are going to have to start doing it. They're, they're just going to have to start doing episodic content, some kind of free-to-play microtransaction hybrid model. Because right now, I well, mean, the way things are, and especially I mean, coming up, and and I'm talking like next month and in, into like October. Oh yeah, the barrage. November. Those are the months, man. I mean, there are like so many games in the rush out before those Christmas next months where they're like trying to suck everybody into buying their games, and they're all the, the sick thing is that they're all coming out at the same time. They're You've all got, good, and they're all games that I want to play. They're all games that I want to play, well, and I and I know that I can't possibly afford all these fucking games that are coming out. It is. One other thing in this next quarter, it's going to be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's it's not like the console developers are doing anything to stop this. They keep releasing new versions of the consoles with bigger hard drives, except for Nintendo, I guess. But you know what I mean? Like the, that new Xbox is huge. The yeah. Sony, 
guys are doing it. It's just like they're everybody's enabling that. Like enable should be like our title for some reason. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I totally agree. I, I just I think there's ways for. And once again, League of Legends. Look at them. They they hit it right on the. There yeah, isn't even. They're really, doing horrible. Yeah, they're like hiring <laughs> people. All right and left, everything is growing. They're, you know, they they there isn't really a game you can even buy to trade. I mean, and if you did, I mean, I guess the like, only piece of it that's a game would be maybe what the tutorial. Yeah, maybe the practice arenas. And you know, the thing it? is, and and this is one, uh, Sin Kane is a huge League of Legends fan, by the way. Loves it. To find out his name and kill him. Yeah, <laughs> loves it. There we go. So he of all people should know yeah. where the gaming industry needs to go in order for it to correct sustain. itself mm-hmm. and sustain itself. Yeah. Oh, definitely. League of Legends is one of the models. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Is that a wrap for our discussion? Yeah, let's do it. Is. Is. My new website. <laughs> Your new website, which is. Oh, I, I wrote a press release. Mark announces new website, www.gamesforgoodies.com, to allow trading games for good karma and possibly possible entry pass into heaven. <laughs> and now I'll quote myself. In our initial phase, players no longer interested in playing their games can mail them into us at their expense. Our great computers will then generate a karmic award based on the street value of the title. Achievements such as access to the pearly gates of heaven, purgatory flybys, and atrocity rightful <laughs> vengeance forbearances will be issued as program incentives. Mark went on to say, we eventually hope to one day reward our most dedicated members with truly amazing benefits such as the ages of income tax evasion, five hours of free plumbing service, or even permanent penis enlargement for themselves or that special someone in their life. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm all in on that. I was just thinking, you know... Not on the penis enlargement thing. If you're really having... Not a, that I need it or anything. Yeah, if you really feel, like, you know, guilty about this, then just send us your games. I'll, I, also, that domain is available, so maybe I'll... I'll set up something there, and you can mm. you can just send us a sam- stamped self-addressed... Well, we don't care about where you came from. We just want you to send us your games. <laughs> we'll take care of them, and we'll, we'll give you karma, karma for it. So, I don't know. Just mind-boggling. Just putting that out there. Just putting that out there. If you want to send us your games. Yeah. Can we have your stuff? Even used games. Even willing to take your used games. <laughs> And if you don't want to send us your you games... You mean like second, second, third, fourth hand games? I don't even care. You know? But if you don't want to send us those, you can send us feedback on this episode to mail. M-A-I-L. At channelmassive.com. We've also got a Twitter feed, twitter.com slash channelmassive, a Facebook page, and we also like iTunes reviews. Send those Only in. Only positive ones. Yeah. Mark always wants to make sure that's on the... <laughs> five stars, even if you say we suck. <laughs> it's a five-star suck. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> you can find our group five on Facebook. Five stars, you suck. Yeah. We look forward to hearing from you, and we hope you liked this lengthy episode and are inspired to pipe in with your own opinions on this hearty debate. And if you're Sin Cain and you're listening, tell me who you are so I can kill you in League of Legends. <laughs> <laughs> With any champion you choose, I shall destroy you. The gauntlet has been laid down. Yeah, that sounds like a challenge to me. Yeah. That does me too. Thank you for downloading this episode. Except for Tristana, don't make me play oh. her. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Not her. <laughs> Not that one. I've never played her before. Ever. <laughs> we hope you like this episode. 
And we'll be back soon with another episode for you. Thank you. Goodbye. Good night.